Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? No, it's because your intro sucks. Please step out onto the curbside. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curbside Podcast, the podcast where we talk about cars and everything to do with cars. My name is Jeff, I drive a 2004 Honda S2000, and I am your Southern California Taiwanese American. If you're listening to the podcast and don't know why I'm laughing, go watch the YouTube version. You'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, no part today. Uh, my name is Andrew. I drive a 2014 Evo 10 MR and a 2015 Subaru BRZ. Uh, back in the bay sweating just as much as i was down in la so awesome yeah it is hot here in california both north and south and parts of it are on fire both of the parts we're at are on fire (laughs) yes it is it's basically every year during around summer california catches fire this is this is the way it goes it rains during the winter grass grows summer comes it catches on fire and then we start all over again And Donald Trump is telling us to rake up the leaves so California stops catching on fire. Yes, because that solves everything. We should have gotten our rakes, went into the forest, and raked up all them leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Clean the the floor. You have to rake the floor. Anyways. Anyways, well, global warming seems to be doing its thing. And uh, in the car world... We're trying to fight global warming by finding, I guess, different ways to power our cars. And it seems like the future is electricity, EVs. Yes. Well, most most companies are going in that direction. You still have Dodge coming out with the Demon and <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> all the high, high horsepower stuff. But most people care about it. <laughs> Everyone's going EVs. Dodge is like, more horsepower from these <laughs> engines. I feel like... Eventually, we will reach a point, maybe Dodge a little bit later, where where all major car companies will have mostly EVs, if not all EVs. I know there are already countries where they're like, gas-powered cars are going to be outlawed by some year or something. My question about this whole EV thing is, what is the, just the driving landscape in general for car enthusiasts, for all people that use cars, what is that going to look like when everything goes EV? One of the main things is, I think the biggest problem is going to be overcrowded charging stations. That's true. So my friend, their family recently got a Tesla and they didn't have a home charging station. Mm -hmm. And during that time, they were like, well, uh, we're going to drive some 25 odd minutes or 30 (laughs) minutes to go to a Tesla supercharger so we can get some power. And I always thought that the Tesla supercharger system was this nice experience. You go up, park your car, you go around, shop a bit. But then I didn't realize that there's like, what, four or five? They're not a lot of chargers in one supercharger station. But there are mm-hmm. a ton of people who own Teslas. So I think he got there, waited for like, it had to be like 40 minutes or something just to get some Probably. juice into his Tesla. It, it's it's crazy. It's like waiting at Costco for gas, except when you're at Costco, people fill up in like one or two minutes. 
while charging a car, that take, takes yeah. a bit longer. Yeah. So I think the infrastructure, when when every when everything goes electric, I think the 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 charging system is have to be, it's gonna have to be insane. Infrastructure for it's gonna have to go up like, I don't know, five ten years before everything goes electric. Like there's, I feel like, already they're they're like like you just said, they're probably having issues with having enough chargers for the amount of Teslas that are out there already. Yeah, we're gonna have like. We're going to need, like, massive power grids or whatnot. Every yeah. single parking spot in Walmart should have a EV charger if, if in the future we are all driving EVs. Yeah, right? and to kind of go off of that, too, a person like me, I don't have the patience to sit around for 40 minutes to fill my shit up. <laughs> and I imagine there are other people like that, too. It's just like, fuck, like, all right, let's go find another one. Uh, that one's full, too. Let's go find another one. And then by that time, you're down to zero miles of range. I think when, if the infrastructure isn't right, if it isn't there, you're going to have a lot of stranded cars on the road. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have lots of, like, big trucks with diesel generators on the back. Because a lot of yeah. people are stranded. And that... <laughs> that that big truck's gonna come around and fill up the the cars. This is this is if the, the the infrastructure isn't there. I mean, honestly, we need to develop that infrastructure because there are points in the summer uh, when everyone has their AC on and everyone has their stuff on. Yeah. In California, where we run out of power, then <laughs> we need to have planned blackouts. Imagine adding all the electric cars onto that. Yeah, and like for a stranded car nowadays with a gasoline car, it's like, ah, oh, shit, it sucks. You call AAA, they show up in about an hour, fill up with gas, you're on your way, right? Like the whole diesel thing makes sense, but from a business standpoint, it doesn't make sense for a tow company to have a truck sitting there charging your car for 40 minutes and probably longer. Like a generator is nowhere near as fast as a supercharger, right? Yeah. A stranded EV is going to have to get towed. You're going to have to pay a huge amount of money to get it towed somewhere, probably to your house or wherever. Yeah. Uh, even further, if you're like on a road trip, you're super screwed. <laughs> but then after that, it's like a whole debacle, right? Like you have to call the towing company, you have to deal with all that, and like it's not just fill up and go. So I think that's going to be another that another that issue. is true. Have, have you ever run out of gas before? Yes. How how was that experience? It just sucks. Yeah, it sucks, <laughs> right? I've run out of gas before. I I just basically be like, oh no, lock yeah. up the car go to my gas station, walk there, or have someone call someone up take to take you there, fill up a jerry can, fill up your car, and then you drive to the gas station. But when you're in an EV, let me just uh, lock up my car. Oh, no, it can't lock because there's no batteries. Let me just, let's just hope no one steals it. Go over to my house, my gas station. No, that's not right. What do, what do I get? Somewhere where I could find new battery? No. <laughs> you got you gotta go home. You gotta go home, bust out your five mile long extension cord. <laughs> so the big the big thing that's holding car car electric cars back is basically basically the whole infrastructure. And you could either solve that by A building the infrastructure or B uh, solve it in the cars. Either couple a couple things people have thought about hydrogen that's one also longer range so you wouldn't have to worry about that at all you just 
because we have electric cars that are, uh, I think Lucid has announced that their electric car will go over 400 or over 500 miles on one charge. Right, just the charging and like shit range, that's going to be the biggest issue. Another, just random ones, uh, I think a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of speeding, like an increase in speeding. Because <laughs> um, everyone's going to be like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, the funniest thing is like, people that aren't into cars, they get into, they know that like, there are fast cars out there. They get into a fast car, they're like, foot to the floor. <laughs> <And they're> like, <laughs> you know, like they have no idea. Uh, they don't respect the power or whatever that that's that's there. Uh, yeah. So I feel like you're gonna have a lot of those people. Another thing is, uh, they say that loud pipes save lives. <laughs> that's right? true. That's why that's, that's why mo- that's why motorcycles are super loud. That could be a potential da- danger. Yeah, you go. Uh, you then, have those stories of like you know you 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 got to go out. You lose your ball in the street. You got to look left, look right, listen for a car coming. Oh yeah. wait, it's me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And it's going to be coming at you fast as hell. Uh, And then the last one I thought about was just, at least in the current market, all the cars look really boring. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to move over to the other side of things. I just kind of shat on, like, EVs, kind of, just like... They suck! This would be... Yeah, it'd be terrible. But actually, I think it would be really cool. I think it would change the landscape of just driving and commuting a lot. I think once everything goes EV, ideally, they would come up with, like, some universal, like, communication between the cars, right? So I think if cars are able to communicate with each other, you'll have fewer accidents, you'll have smoother flowing traffic. And then if you integrate, like, let's say, like, smart roads, like, I don't know what smart roads would mean, but, like, smart roads. Like let's say like uh like a red light, it, it, a light's about to turn red. Yeah. It'll tell the car like a couple hundred feet back like, hey, I'm about to turn red, and then the car would slow down. So no one will be running red lights, you know, stuff like that. That's uh, that's definitely true, and I guess that is something that comes with EVs, is self driving. But mm-hmm. I mean, it is possible with internal combustion engines to do all that. Right. It's just because of Tesla, EVs and self driving have just become sort of <laughs> one. Yeah. Speaking of smart roads, I, I, I've seen this concept where the road would be made out of these, like, tiles. And all the tiles would be this, ba- yeah. basically like solar cells. All the roads would be solar panels. Yeah. Most expensive mile of road you'll ever build. <laughs> That's, like, the okay. worst thing about, like, this technology and EVs and whatnot right now. It's, it's, it's expensive. Yeah. But I feel like eventually you have to take the leap, right? If... Like, we've gone from, we've taken the leap from dirt roads to asphalt. That was a huge leap, right? And didn't that happen more or less all at once? Like, they just started paving. I feel like it takes a crazy person, though. Someone to, like, really want that. Like, let's say Elon Musk, right? Everyone looked at EVs, all this stuff as, like, we'll get there eventually, maybe. And then Elon Musk, I want it now. 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 (laughs) And I feel like that's what takes that push so some crazy guy please come out here and be like i want expensive solar, solar roads. roads now <laughs> can you imagine the tan that everyone's gonna get from that though <laughs> <laughs> so wake up in the morning walk out the door and ah! sunburn yeah, yeah i mean i imagine it would be like reflective as hell um Obviously, fewer greenhouse gases from emissions, boring shit, but also great. <laughs> um, potential for cleaner roads. You won't have That's oil true. spills. You won't have yeah. people cracking their oil pans. And car accidents, you won't have all kinds of fluid leaking out onto the road, right? Yeah, you'll just have big fires. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. 
it all burn away. You don't have to deal with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Let's clean up. Um, and then the last thing is just because car people at heart, cool gasoline-powered cars would be even cooler. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you think an Evo's cool now? Wait till everything's an EV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> everything's an EV. You're going to crawl back to like, man, I want me one of those classic Toyota Camrys my grandpa used to drive. <laughs> what do you think that would be like, though? What? Where's the place for gas-powered cars in the future? And immediately when you said that, I thought of this. Do you remember that movie, um, The iRobot with Will Smith? Yes, yes. Remember he was going to hop on that motorcycle and she was like, it's dangerous, it's gasoline powered. Yeah, yeah, like, what are you doing? That thing's powered by gas, it's going to explode. <laughs> Shut up, stupid bitch. I guess there will be a time where more kids are going to know about battery powered cars than gasoline powered cars. There was this weird moment I had, right, when I was driving down the road and I saw a Tesla next to a Mustang. And it wasn't an old Mustang, it was a new Mustang. In that moment, I looked at it and had that, you know that feeling when you see an old 1960s car parked next to like your modern day car? That's what yeah. it felt like when I saw the Model Y <laughs> next to the Mustang. And I was like, yeah. what the heck is happening right now? Yeah, just that feeling of like, oh, I wonder what it was like back then. <laughs> right? Or like, oh, that that like that's what it was like back then, whatever, with, yeah. the, with the freaking 2020 Mustang. <laughs> Gasoline-powered cars just seem so old-fashioned in that brief moment. But do you think <laughs> in the future that the government will take away our gas-powered cars? I don't think so, but I think it would be they would make it difficult for your gasoline cars to operate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to register S2000. Historic gasoline vehicle. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not, like, not looking forward to it. I just... I think EVs are cool. I think there's a there's a spot in like motorsports for EVs. Like yeah. Formula E is pretty cool. Uh, I think electric, like EV motorsports will be just as cool. Imagine like EV drifting, dude. You won't That's get true. the sound, but the clouds will be massive. I just wonder, like, do you ever think? Because we already are at a thousand horsepower with electric motor technology. After a certain amount of horses, they become irrelevant. <laughs> and right now we have this, like, we have our car culture based on kind of like, ooh, look how much horsepower that thing makes. Or <laughs> we lose sort of like that car culture, I guess, because at some point we're going to be like, wow, 5,000 horsepower. I don't, I don't know. Uh, like, what does that mean? Right? <laughs> like, who, who knows? Because you look at things that you look at the new Hummer coming out, that has a thousand horsepower. Pretty soon, your Camry is going to have a thousand horsepower with an electric motor. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you could 5,000 horsepower, you're dailying like a top fuel dragster. <laughs> All roads now must be straight. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know what would be funny, though? Instead of like, in the future, we're freaking out about horsepower. We're like, oh my god, your car is 800 miles of range. Oh, <laughs> oh snap! He's <laughs> like, damn, 800 miles. Yeah. Overall, I think it's. I think it's. It should be a good thing in the future when everything goes EV. I think it for the general population, like car enthusiasts aside, I think it's going to be a good thing. It's going to be the car enthusiasts are going to be the ones that <laughs> hold everything back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Shall we go to our break? Yep. All right, break time. Break time. 
As always, you could check us out at the curbsidepodcast.com. Uh, you'll find links to everything there, actually. Uh, and we have a YouTube channel. Uh, go check that out. We've been posting a lot. Uh, things might start winding down soon because Andrew's starting a new job. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we might, we might lose uh, a bit of content there, but, you know, we'll do our best to put out as much content as we can. Yes. But, yeah. Yeah. Let us know if there's any kind of content you want to see, either on the Evo, on even the BRZ. Shit. 1,000 um, horsepower Evo. <clears throat> no. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Recently, I've been like, I've done a couple things to the, the BRZ. I painted the wheels, didn't record that, installed the lib, didn't record that. I feel kind of bad about it. Um, so if you, <laughs> if you guys have any ideas on what you want to see on the BRZ, let me know. I will have a salary again soon, so see if we can make that happen. <laughs> 1,000 horsepower BRZ! <laughs> yeah, dude, boost that thing. <laughs> hey, man, you have two cars now, so, uh, you know. Yeah. You don't have one's to worry down, about one blowing up. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That thought has never crossed my mind since buying the Evo. <laughs> Wasn't that no, the original plan? It. Well, yeah, I was like, buy a daily driver. Originally, it was supposed to be an Outback. Buy a daily driver and then um, boost, boost the, the BRZ. BRZ. But I didn't know that the freaking Evo was going to be such a money pit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't thought about it, dude. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can find us also on social media at on Instagram at the Curbside Podcast, uh, Twitter at Curbside Pod, and Facebook at facebook.com slash the curbside podcast and if you want to email us uh, email is the curbside podcast at gmail.com and with that let's go back to the show now the news all right the news BMW news can you guess what news it is it's the ugly face news yes Ugh. Ugh. so bmw has it basically looks like it's missing something i <laughs> 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 forgot to install some oh my god continue <laughs> so bmw basically has revealed the m4 uh the next generation buck tooth big nose m4 I mean, they, it's not technically revealed because it's under light camouflage. But if you look up pictures of this, I believe we have pictures of this on our Instagram page. It, it's not camouflaged at all, basically. No. It's still ugly. And basically, yeah, looking at the pictures, our worst fears have been realized. It's hideous. It is a, it's a not good looking car with that nose. I'm sure people will be like, it's starting to grow on me. I'm worried that I, I'll fall into that eventually, but like right now, I'm <laughs> kind of have my doubts. Okay, like nose aside, we've talked about this for a couple weeks now, for a couple months now. It's disgusting, right? Something about it, it just looks like it falls off. It, like, it just looks really flat. I feel like if they added some dimension to it, it might have looked a little bit better. But front nose thing aside, the rest of the car is extremely bland it looks very tame for an m car right it doesn't it's boring 
Yeah, it doesn't stand out. Like, okay, M cars subtlety is nice, but this this is subtle to the point where it doesn't look like a BMW, <laughs> really. Yeah, it doesn't even look like a BMW anymore. I mean, the only reason why you could tell it's a BMW is because they were so in your face about the massive grills on the front. <laughs> Anyways, alongside the BMW M4, they also released a cameled version of the BMW GT4. G no, GT4? Yeah, I think the concept okay. of that Is car. Is it their, like, G oh, okay. Yeah, basically the wide-bodied race car version of it. And they have painted the grill area red, which, oh my, I saw it, and, like, it really looks like you're looking up someone's <laughs> nose now, dude. Fleshy nostrils. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so gross. And you could tell, like, you could totally tell that these grills are not meant to be this large. Because there's a massive bar going through the middle of them. Mm -hmm. uh, just change the grills back, please. Anyways, good news is that it will still be coming standard with a six-speed manual transmission. Awesome. Uh, power figures have been released. So the normal M3 will be, uh, not M3, M4 will be making 480 horsepower, which means it's probably making like 530 horsepower, <laughs> knowing BMW. And the competition, uh, the competition version will be making 510 horsepower, so uh, 600 horsepower. <laughs> and yeah, that's, uh, that's our update on the BMW M4. Um, in some foreign news, uh, Chinese company Neo. Um, they're an EV car company. Uh, they're coming up with a technology that allows the drivers to swap the batteries out in five minutes. You drive into this building, goes up on jacks, new battery comes in, or no, they take out the old battery. Battery drops. Battery goes away. New battery comes out. Yeah, if you're not watching on YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're loving this very exciting narration that Andrew's yeah. doing. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anyway, this kind of reminds me of... Tesla actually did this thing uh, a couple years ago. Way back. Mm -hmm. uh, they gave up on the whole project for some reason. But it was basically the same idea. You drive your Model S into a building. Uh, underneath mm -hmm. your car, uh, it would be these automatically positioned platform that would unscrew the battery put in a new one and you could drive off with your new battery and it, it took them uh when they demonstrated it one minute 30 some odd seconds uh, damn yeah so what's the deal with the warranty and stuff with the batteries now like when you buy an ev when you buy a tesla you've got like a hundred thousand million mile what the heck number warranty mm -hmm. on your battery but if you're, like, swapping it out for some stranger's battery, then, <laughs> then hmm. what happens, right? I don't know. So, on carandriver.com, it says, uh, pretty much they're saying, when you buy the car, it doesn't come with a battery. So, I think huh? you just it's like a no batteries included vehicle, nice. which would save so, about $10,000 off the price oh. of the vehicle. So, they're saying that the car will be sold without the battery, and it'll mm -hmm. save you $10,000. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. gonna have to drive away somehow. So will you have to spend ten thousand more dollars to get the battery in your <laughs> car? <laughs> uh, I don't know. So I think maybe they'll give you a battery, and knowing that you'll be swapping them out, it says right here, battery as a service subscription. It, maybe you pay a subscription fee instead. 
Okay, that makes sense. So you're basically buying the car and renting your power source. Yeah, yeah I, I think that, that makes sense. So they they have better control on tending the batteries, maintaining the batteries, making sure they're like fully operational. Theoretically, in my mind right now, this makes sense. Except the infrastructure part, like having all of these buildings and like just places that you can do this at. And like, if you're doing just one car at a time, doesn't make sense, right? You're gonna have yeah. a line longer than freaking in-out lines to get a new battery. <laughs> um, so. I don't know. I'm interested to see if it works, if they're even moving forward with it. But yeah, that's new uh, new car news and technology coming out of China. I think it's interesting. We'll see uh, how they move forward with it. Well, moving it back to the States, I have some news from America. So Jeep has released some teaser imagers of <laughs> the rumored <laughs> Jeep Grand Wagoneer that's coming out soon. Uh, if you guys don't know what the Grand Wagoneer was... It was a car back released first in the 60s, I believe, the early 60s and up until the 90s or early 2000s. It was basically Jeep's version of the Range Rover, a luxury off-road or SUV type vehicle. It's it's the car, if you guys watched the show This Is Us, it's their family vehicle. And it's one and of the only... And Breaking Bad. And really? I'm pretty sure. But it was one of those rare cars that made wood side paneling look actually pretty good. <laughs> Which... <laughs> which I always thought was amazing. It's not been a nameplate for a while now, but they are bringing it back, it looks like. And they have announced the release date. It's going to be September 3rd. And they released a picture of the grill, which you can find on our Instagram page. And it's uh, it looks very chromey. But I think they're really going for that original uber luxury type deal if you kind of look closely. It's got, like, I don't know, nice details. If you look at the... Yeah. At the it's got like little like knurling around each of the grills. And they've also released an interior picture of a knob. Just like a, a knob. Shit. And it looks almost like, you know, that Volvo design pattern they have on some of their switches? That same sort mm -hmm. of look. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they actually also released other pictures like the badge, oh, the American yeah, flag, America. <laughs> as well as the edges start stop button. Which I have to say looks nice. It looks like there's leather wrapping Stitching. around the engine start stop button. Looks like there's some nice looking wood underneath it. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm very excited to see it because, as far as I can tell, America has been doing a good job of reviving old cars uh, these yeah, days. Yeah, we talked about this. They're they're doing it right. Whatever they're doing, man, bringing back old retros. They're doing it right. <laughs> so some more news out of America. Uh, Ram has finally released their uh, competitor to the Ford Raptor. It's called the five Ram. Five years too late. <laughs> uh, just a bit, yeah. It's the, called the Ram TRX. And to give you an idea of what uh, Ram is trying to do here, they released their in their reveal video. In the beginning, they were flashing sort of images of this new truck they have, and they were also showing Raptor scenes from Jurassic Park. Right before the opening ended, they also showed the scene in Jurassic Park where the T-Rex eats the raptor and slams it against the wall. So, you know, Ram is trying to fight here. Some specs on this guy. Uh, one of the things that it will probably have over the raptor is it's got Hellcat power. It's making 702 horsepower. And it's got also a bunch of other bits like five skid plates it's got a new independent front suspension thing it's got 
2.5 inch Bilstein Blackhawk E2 Adaptive Performance Shocks. Again, Ram Dodge has no interest in EVs. (laughs) (laughs) Hellcat everything. (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's also got 15 inch front brakes, which apparently are the largest in the segment. And Holy this is shit. the funny thing, okay? This, this, they felt that this was an important feature that had to be mentioned in one of like the upfront bullet points of the press release. The all-new face of RAM includes modern RAM's head logo and RAM badge with flow-through lettering. It's basically what it's saying is that the RAM badge is hollow, so there's air that could go through. Mm-hmm. Air goes in go. intake. Yes. Good. Anyways, <laughs> this is basically like if you're trying to picture what this is, you could either go look on our Instagram page or you could just picture this. Picture a Ram truck raptorized. That's it. Like imagine the Ford Raptor, imagine a Ram truck and combine it. The funny thing is they released a design video, right? Explaining how they designed it. And man, they could have just made a video that said, "We copied the Ford Raptor." Yeah, that's like it. right this picture right here looks like a raptor you take trx away you take ram away that's a raptor that fender vent looks real familiar too <laughs> uh, i did ask parth if he liked this or the raptor better uh because he's on that whole hellcat craze right now he likes the raptor more still i agree yes. yeah me too like um i like the raptor a lot um i will say the hood on the trx is pretty cool but I don't know. Something about the Raptors just hits different. If you guys are Team Ram and wanted a Raptor, well, here you go. There it is. Yeah. This week, we have a specially created segment called COVID Corner. So just boring-ish news related to uh, the pandemic. I'm on MotorOne.com. There's been a case study on how car companies pretty much have been affected during this pandemic as we know or as you can probably guess uh sales have gone down quite a bit volkswagen is actually losing money per car sold in 2020 i don't know how that works is it because they're building cars and not selling them so they're losing money on overhead or i'm guessing that's probably what it is yeah um like their operating cost is just as high but the sales aren't making it either way almost 500 dollars on each car sold from the largest manufacturer in the world, right? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they own half the car and like half the car brands that exist. So, me not um, understanding the math on this is basically <laughs> saying Volkswagen just don't sell cars. You won't lose. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Stop making them. <laughs> BMW is losing about thirteen hundred dollars per car sold. Oh snap! <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but on the flip side, I think this is kind of helping Volkswagen out and why they're not really tripping about it. Porsche makes a profit of almost $12,000 on each car. <laughs> <laughs> is that a markup thing or people are... Uh, that, who knows, dude? Like, it's either people just are buying the same amount of Porsches they do this year than before, or Porsche is just charging way too much for their cars. Yeah, what if it is that, though? Like, the Porsche markup is just so high. Like, Mercedes or uh, BMW, Toyota, like, they have a regular markup, like a set markup that everybody uses, right? And then Porsche's like, 
20%. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we were talking about this earlier. Think about it. Like, Porsche, what kind of R&D do they really need to do for their cars? When they right. make a new 911, it's, you change a couple lines, a little right. bit of the things. Yeah, there it's you a 50-year-old model. <laughs> it's like, there you go. What you kind have of the next new generation. R&D are they doing? <laughs> you basically designed the car once. And kind of tweak it a bit over the years. Yeah, maybe Porsche execs are like pocketing money, and they're saying they're spending billions of dollars to tune <laughs> to, to to slightly tweak and tune their 911s and change the taillights. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, we spent billions of dollars on R and D. Yeah, no, okay. you didn't. You spent like <laughs> you spent like two hundred dollars. You did, you went in, got a pro tune on it. <laughs> And made new yeah. taillights. There you go. Right. You're right. You took your 2020, you put it on a dyno, tuned it, <laughs> said it's a 2021 model. <laughs> I think that's right. how Volkswagen continues to make money, right? If they start losing money, they just turn up the prices on the 911. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easy. Other COVID news. This is a little more interesting, a little disappointing, but the Lotus Ev... I can never say this. Evaya. Yeah. Evaya. Well, Lotus needs to put, like, on the car itself one of those pronunciation, like, phonics <laughs> things yeah. to the name. <laughs> Obviously, this car's been talked about for quite a while now. We've seen pictures of this car for months. Uh, I think everyone's pretty excited about it. It's going to be the halo car of Lotus. Hopefully, this will propel them back into the mainstream market of the car industry, right? Mm. Uh, unfortunately, because of COVID, uh, it was delayed, the release. Uh, I think initially we were supposed to see this the beginning of next year, 2021, but that has pushed back. Um, but here on MotorOne.com, it's pretty funny. The header is shocking. Lotus Avaya electric hypercar delayed by COVID-19. And you go down past the picture. First line, the engineers were able to push the output above 2,000 horsepower, though. <laughs> so there's above a silver lining in all of this. Horsepower. Man, there's a lot of exciting cars to look forward to, right? After all this. Yeah, like, there, there's the Lotus Avaya, there's the Murray T50, there's, you know, the, the Hummer, the Bronco, the, the like... Second Gen 86. To, yeah, second <laughs> Gen 86. It's a lot to look forward to. It yeah. also kind of, it's also kind of scary because the last time the car market kind of took a dump and we ended up with a bunch of basically boring cars was back yeah. in the like the 2008 financial crisis there were cool cars coming out there, there was like a bright future with all these like million dollar supercar hypercars a lot of them just just got canceled, just got canceled. yeah Damn. got canceled didn't sell because of the economic recession and right now we're seeing a lot of million dollar hypercars million dollar <laughs> supercars come out and we're we're in the middle of another financial crisis. These auto companies do not. They have the worst of luck. Let's be honest. Yeah. Ugh. It's a conspiracy, dude. Uh, but yeah, Lotus Vagina. Avaya. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, guys, thanks uh, for, as always, for listening to our podcast. Hopefully... In these strange times, we could be a source of uh, stupidity and laughter for you guys <laughs> talking about mm -hmm. cars. Uh, but as always, you can find us on the curbsidepodcast.com where you'll find links to all our things, where you'll find uh, 
us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, that sort. And if you like our podcast, please share it with your friends. Give it a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. That will really help us out. Also, go subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash a bunch of letters and numbers. Just look us up on the, in the search bar and subscribe there. Hit the bell icon so you get notified when we uh, release a video. Like this video, share it, you know, do all that stuff. Yes. Leave us a comment. Hit that thumbs up. Smash, smash that like button. <laughs> Let's get to 200 subs. Uh, we had a, a, a moment of like pretty crazy growth there for a while we're currently at 155 yeah thank um, you yeah, guys let's hit that 200 uh, let us know if you like the videos thumbs up thumbs down comment roast us whatever also you can find us on social media again um on instagram at the curbside podcast you will find clips of the show you will find clips of um, our youtube videos you will find car news where you can reference uh some of the things we talked talk about in the podcast you'll see pictures of what we're talking about and yeah just random stories here and there um so yeah give us a follow share with your friends hit us with a dm uh also on twitter if you want to engage with us there um it's at curbside pod again slide in the dms no not okay just that one no No more of it (laughs) <laughs> okay. You guys uh, always bring it up, man. Um, and uh, apex your way into. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Kid Dope for uh, the intro and outro of our show, Fast Cars and Wild Hearts. And as always, my name is Jeff. I'm Andrew. And remember, drive safe. And life is too short to drive boring cars. <laughs> Let's go.